Welcome to the UFO Thinker podcast. Uh, my name's Frank, and in this third episode, I will uh, go into some elements of speculation. So, the the previous episode was a bit more of a, a specific case study, uh, where I was attempting to stick to the hard facts and figures. Uh, but I think in, in this episode, I thought I'd push the bolt out a bit, try something a little bit different, and this one's going to be. Uh, allowing myself to stray from the path a little and uh, imagine uh, some different scenarios and do a bit more speculating rather than specifically doing a a case study. Uh, There is going to be more um, case studies as I go along. Uh, The next episode might be another one. Um, But basically the... the, The last one that I did on the Nimitz case, it does actually take quite a bit of research to get all of the facts and figures and double check everything and ended up with about five or six pages of a four pages of notes and things like that so when i when i do the case study episodes i want them to be um properly researched and i've gone through and at least tried my best to get all of the facts right and i think uh, i think i managed to do okay on the first one but they do take a long time so i'm going to do some of the, the case study ones are going to continue uh, but mixed in with that i'm going to try and do a few other bits and pieces as well so uh if we start off then by just assuming that the UFO slash UAP phenomenon is real, um, because obviously, you know, there are a lot of people out there that aren't convinced of that just yet, and there's a lot of people that are extremely convinced of that, and then there's everyone in between. But just for the purposes of, of this episode, let's assume that it is real. And uh which I, I would consider to be reasonable. If you if you take into account all of the recent evidence, it's only a matter of time before even more bulletproof cases come to light with even more evidence and um, judging the way things are going recently you would you would uh, think that, that that's quite likely to happen so when I'm saying the UFO slash UAP phenomenon is real that doesn't necessarily mean there's aliens here and they're real and so on I'm just saying overall the the UFO UAP um, phenomenon is pretty hard to deny at this point I mean it's it's there's been so many cases now and and in particular the Nimitz case is just so hard to to look at that and think that it's just a lot of nonsense or something I I really don't understand how anybody could so we're assuming that the UFO slash UAP phenomenon is indeed real um only time will tell really as there's a possibility that I'm wrong about that I mean it could be it could not be real at all. It could just literally be a lot of um, coincidences strung together. Stranger things have, have happened. Um, but from where I'm sat at this moment, I think something is happening and that it's been happening for hundreds of years. Uh, I try to refrain from going into individual cases here, but um, episode two was thoroughly analysing the Nimitz case and I'll be doing more of those as I go along, as I say. Um, but... Safe to say there are a large number of cases and there will be more going forward. And I actually put a lot of stock into Luis Elizondo. I mean, 
there's always been a lot of people talking about this topic and there's there's always been a bit of a mixed bag of people talking about this topic but i think louis louis elizondo and sean cahill in particular they just there's something about them that you get a gut feeling about and um those two guys in particular it are a big reason that i'm i'm kind of leaning the way that i am about this topic and I'll reserve the right to change my mind as time goes along, of course, as anybody should. But the thing is, you do have that instinctive reaction when you see and hear somebody talk. And my uh, gut reaction to, to Lou is that he's, he's telling the truth. It's hard to explain how you get that feeling. But, you know, when you meet somebody and you might say, you know, you can be a good judge of character or something like that, I, th I think um, it's the same kind of feeling when you see somebody talking on on camera, you can see the facial expressions, the body language, the way that they talk, I just get that feeling from, from Lou, it doesn't seem dodgy, it seems like everything that he's saying is, is pretty genuine. And obviously, that, you know, that's just a, a gut feeling. There's nothing scientific about that, but, but there it is. Um, and, and I will actually be... I'm planning on doing some character profiles in uh, upcoming episodes as well. But again, that's another one that takes a lot of research to do. So um, probably even that would be even more difficult to do because if you're actually trying to delve into the the specifics of Lou Elizondo's life to um, to put a profile together of the guy... That's going to be pretty tricky. Um, but I thought it'd be interesting to try a bit of that as well going forward. So um, to, to kind of present profiles of the the, the, the characters in, in this uh, UFO, UAP topic at the moment and, and try to shed a bit more light on why exactly these people can be trusted with the things that they're saying or perhaps in some cases not so much. But... Um, yeah, but again, that takes a lot of research, so um, bear with me while I find the, the time to do that over the coming months. Um, so I, I don't really talk about myself on the podcast very much, but this is definitely not, this This is just a hobby, something that I'm doing really just to kind of give myself a bit of time to talk through and digest all the things that I'm reading as well. Um, so it's certainly, I, you know, I've not got a great deal of time to, to do the podcast, but I've enjoyed doing it so far. And I find going through the facts and figures and thinking about things does actually help me to make more sense of it in my own head as well. So, but yeah, um, anyway, let's get back to the, uh, what we were, what I was talking about. So let's assume for the purposes of this episode, the phenomenon is, is real. And let's take that a step further let's assume that it actually is extraterrestrial life and let's indulge in a little bit of information here and there and explore some different scenarios. Now, you'll have to excuse me by the way if you hear any squeaks. I'm sat, I sat on a chair that I've realised since I've been doing this podcast is actually an extremely squeaky chair but I don't have any other chairs to, to sit on for the podcast so unfortunately you may hear a squeak here and there. Um, it's amazing really all the strange little noises that you have around you know that you don't necessarily think about very much until you're actually recording something for any length of time and then you suddenly realize anyway so um first off let's let's have a bit of a think about where these things actually might be coming from so once you go down the path of thinking that that this is a real thing that's going on and and that these these um 
these objects are flying around, the next question that you might ask is, where are they coming from? And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and uh, over the last couple of years really, but intensifying in, in recent months. And there's a couple of scenarios that I hear people talking about a lot in the uh, UFO world on Twitter and the podcasts and things that I listen to. And one phrase that comes up a lot is nuts and bolts craft. So literally a machine that flies through space. And that actually seems to tie in with Lou's belief that we actually do have a physical craft. There's been a couple of podcasts that Lou has mentioned. He's been asked directly the question, do we have the remains of a craft or, or a craft? Um, and he said that his belief is that we do have a craft. Now, I mean, obviously that's just a mind blower in general. I mean, the fact that there may be an, you know, an alien spacecraft on this planet is absolutely wild and it does it does i guess take a bit of a leap of faith but as i say the premise of this particular episode is that we're going to take that leap of faith and have a think about the the ramifications of that so what is it then do we have an actual you know a full craft is it working do we have wreckage of a craft do we have little fragments of a craft do we have bodies do we know how to operate the craft was Bob Lazar right all along? The things that Bob Lazar spoke about, that we've got multiple craft and that we're trying to get to the bottom of the technology and that these crafts come from all different places and there's different models of crafts and so on. Just think about that for a second. If that's actually the case, it's just something that would change the course of human history forever. And um, are they from... The current time, that that's something that I've been thinking about quite a lot. Have they, have they travelled here from, the current time, or possibly from the future, or possibly even from the past? Now that's something that that's um, that I've been thinking about quite a lot recently as well. Is that if if these things are actually from, the past, nobody really. I've I've never heard anybody actually mentioning that. But let's say. As we know, the, the the actual universe that we live in is is you know billions of years old, and we look at things as humans on a very very straightforward line of um, we started whenever it was that human beings were first discovered, you know Neanderthals and so on and blah blah blah, and then here we are today. But the vastness of the universe, there could well have been another civilization a million years ago. 10 million years, 100 million years ago that became extremely advanced and if they were able to become so advanced they could then travel forward in time so it's just something that I've, I mean it may be that I need to listen to more podcasts and I'd hear people talking about that very thing but I've never really heard people thinking of it like that now obviously it's not going to be us from a million years ago because human beings on this planet didn't exist in the form that they do um, certainly wouldn't have had the technology to do it um, but there's a very strong possibility that it could have been somewhere else in the universe a million years ago 10 million years ago there could have been an advanced civilization that had the means to then travel forward in time rather than what I often hear discussed which is that these things could be from the future and they've traveled back in time 
what about the opposite? Just a thought that, like I say, it's one that I've not really heard people talking about very often, but if we're talking about things from a different time, it, it's something to, to put on the table and have a think about. I mean, it seems quite clear, that even the, the concept of time travel seems a bit of a, an insane thing to discuss. But, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that have seemed insane that turned out to be completely possible after all throughout history. I mean, it seems clear that if you think about humanity evolving for another thousand years, another 10,000 years, the possibility of what we can achieve is literally mind-blowing. You can't even comprehend what, what could actually occur in, the ne in, in a thousand years from now. I mean, what about the invention of AI? This, this could lead to advances in technology that we can't even imagine. And time travel seems pretty you know impossible but it seems pretty clear that, that at some point in the future ai advanced forms of ai is inevitable now you might say well that's not going to be in the next thousand years maybe a really true form of ai which is self-aware which can do calculations and, and become a life form of its own yeah maybe that won't be in a thousand years maybe it'll be in ten thousand years though and the humans, the humans and, and this planet as we know it has been around for a lot longer than 10,000 years. So eventually, if we don't blow ourselves up or get hit by an asteroid or something, humans are still going to be around in 10,000 years. It'll be long, long after uh, I'm gone, but people, human beings, will be around in 10,000 years. And eventually, we are going to invent a, an extremely advanced form of AI so who's to say that this is actual flesh and blood alien beings who's to, who's to, it could be the ai that we invent in the future it could be it could be aliens from the future it could be flesh and blood aliens from the future or it could be the ai that those those aliens create it could be us in the future or the ai that we create in the future it could be that once we or others create AI, the AI can actually create another form of life that we can't even possibly imagine. Or maybe some kind of quantum life which exists simultaneously in different universes or different times. We have a very straightforward concept of time and reality, which is based on that's what we can understand. But the the concept of time to us is very linear. So we experience the present, we previously experienced the past, and we will experience the future. And that, that's something that goes on every single day of our lives. But what if AI could actually create a form of life that can experience the past, the present, and the future all at once? Or maybe it doesn't experience the present as we as we do, maybe experiences the future and the past together and there is no present i mean it's it's again it's very difficult to wrap your head around things like that because it's just there's no, absolutely no way to prove it but as i said at the beginning of the episode that's the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about in, in this particular uh, episode so maybe it's us from the past as I, as, I, as i've said so 
a slightly different angle on things rather than us from the past or, or a, an advanced civilization from the past should I say that have, that have created uh, technology that can allow them to move forward in time maybe it's actually us from the past so it is possible that humans were contacted by ancient aliens as, as explored uh, on, the, on the, the popular show ancient aliens maybe they did help us in some way and then according to the various theories people like graham hancock the earth was hit by a meteor around about 11 12,000 years ago and an ice age wiped out much of what was here and perhaps the advanced race that was here helping humans or maybe even the humans themselves that would become very advanced as a result of the help that they had received maybe the people those people left to go elsewhere but left some kind of noah's ark type device on on the earth out of interest possibly to see how the world could rebuild itself i mean if you were an advanced race of of, of beings and you landed on a planet which you found to be a really interesting planet and then you realize because of the technology and things that you've got available to you that the planet's going to be completely destroyed that's probably something you would do you'd take as much of what you could and then the things that were left or say the people that didn't want to leave you know you'd, you'd give them every chance of survival and, and every chance of being able to carry on life on that planet and perhaps you might think about going back to see how they're getting on or you may have left some kind of some kind of base in a in a place that the humans are never really going to be able to find it like for example under the oceans and there you would send out probes occasionally to measure the, the goings on on the planet and then you would report that back to wherever they are in the universe hmm and it it could be it could be that they're preparing to come back but they're waiting for us to get to a certain stage or there could be any number of reasons why they would wait for a certain point so yeah a few interesting thoughts there oh, hopefully interesting to anybody who's listening So part two, now we've had a bit of a think about where these things are actually coming from, all the different possibilities of possibly the past or the future or just just from another part of the universe that exists in this present time that we're in currently. For this second part, let's have a think about what do they want? Because, I mean, that's that's pretty important. If we know that there are things here that exist in our skies and possibly under the oceans and in space all around the planet, they've got technology that we don't understand, that, we, that, is, that is from a completely different, on a, on a completely different level to anything that we have, what do they actually want? So it could be purely to observe and map the entire universe. Because surely if a life form became so advanced that it was capable of pretty much doing anything, which again, it sounds bizarre, but like if we're talking about some life form like ourselves 10,000 years from now, the kinds of things that they'll be capable of, we, we can't even dream up. So when you get to that stage of advancement, what do you do? And one of the things 
that you would want to do is to know everything because the more you know then the more options of other things you can do and surely that's something that would include mapping and researching literally everything in the universe i mean as, as humans expand and expand and expand and expand the knowledge and expand the consciousness you would want to know i mean that's just a, something that's built into humans isn't it like the the desire to learn so surely if you take that to the nth degree you would want to know literally everything about the entire universe so it's quite likely then that a super advanced race would map everything in the known universe and then everything in every dimension or every universe that exists because obviously the, the physicists are, are theorizing that there could be uh, you know many universes or infinite number of universes or many dimensions that we don't understand or that, that exist that we can't sense them because our bodies and our brains aren't capable of doing that and if that is the case a super advanced race would not only be able to experience different dimensions but also th they would want to know everything about every dimension it, it seems quite logical to me that that would be the case and could it be that the uh, the increased sightings have to do with the nuclear technology that could be another reason that they that they're interested in us uh, it doesn't necessarily explain everything because obviously there's been sightings since way before we had nuclear technology but it certainly appears to have increased as our nuclear capabilities as a human race as our nuclear capabilities became more advanced the sightings did seem to intensify and not only that but there has been a very large number of sightings that happen to be in places where there is nuclear technology again you know this isn't an episode to go into the specifics of those cases and find out whether or not those cases are uh, bulletproof and legit as i was talking about with the nimitz case but that's for another podcast but there's allegedly a very very large number of, of sightings around nuclear technology maybe they're just curious that the monkeys have figured this stuff out i mean we've we're just some kind of essentially advanced monkeys that have figured out how to split an atom i mean that that's, that's got to be interesting to to an advanced race I mean, we're interested as humans. We're interested in ants' nests and, and little creatures that live under logs and stuff. When I was a kid, I used to collect, um, you know, collect creatures in a little jar and have a look at them and, and read books about them and things like that. And that's just like little creatures. We don't look at them and go, wow, you know, this beetle is extremely intelligent. Maybe we can learn something from it. We're just interested in it. We, we understand that we are way more advanced than it, but it's still fascinating to us. So I, th I think that we would be of interest in that way, especially when we get to the stage where we start to actually finally stumble across things like nuclear technology. Or maybe they're actually concerned about the significant advances we've made in that area or other areas. Maybe there's something deeper where the actual nuclear technology actually opens up some kind of link. So just the presence of nuclear technology or the use of it could actually 
create some kind of link between different dimensions which causes these things to be able to cross over and to be visible to us again pure speculation but that's what we're here to do today there is a possibility of course that that these things are actually here to wipe us out now i think that's probably the least likely thing that they would be here to do because let's face it if they were here to wipe us out we'd already be gone um they've been here for a long time they've clearly got advanced technique uh, technologies that are, that are way more than anything that we've got but what do they really have to gain from that i feel like it's more likely they'd observe us like we would observe an ant's nest i mean there's no point destroying the ant's nest really unless it's an inconvenience to us because if you're interested in the ant's nest why would you destroy it and you can't watch it anymore unless you're just a truly you know evil person but i don't think um there'd be much much to benefit really from just destroying us and if they wanted to do it they would have already done it so I think that's quite reassuring in a way that these things are here and they're not trying to kill us. Uh, they may there may have been certain times when people have been terrified by having experiences of seeing these things, or but I don't think that's the intention to do that. So the flip side of that is maybe they're here to help us. But again, I think that that does quite seem quite unlikely to me because. I feel that they probably wouldn't even really think we were that significant that we were worthy of help. Now, again, I could be wrong, but I just think humans are so far from our possible potential at this moment in time. If you think of the human race as, as an organism which lives on this planet, we're still fighting with ourselves and it's only in the last hundred years that we completely went into meltdown during the 1930s and 40s. And, and you know, the world just descended into a hellish nightmare where millions and millions of people were destroyed by our own people. It's, if aliens really were going to step in, surely they would have done something to, to help us then. I mean, that only happened in the last hundred years. The, the technology available to record sightings of UAPs, UFOs back then wasn't anywhere near what it is now, but there were sightings back then. So it's not like they weren't there. And if they were going to step in, surely that would have been the time. So that kind of makes me think maybe they're not really there to help. Maybe it's more just a case of observing. And I mean, if you think, of, again, if you use the analogy of, of the ant's nest again, if you saw an ant's nest and one half of the ant's nest suddenly tried to destroy the other half of the ant's nest, would you, you wouldn't really try and stop that, would you? You'd be fascinated by what was going on, but you wouldn't try to like break up the ants from attacking each other because, for one, it's futile and, you know, what's the point? You'd more, I think you'd be more likely in that situation to just purely just to observe and, and see what was going on and perhaps record it in some way out of interest and, and if if some kind of extraterrestrial beings are so much more advanced than us that they would look at us in the same way that we look at ants maybe they wouldn't have, have stepped in during that time during the, the the first and second world wars you know and it's it's only really 
in in the whole of human history some of the worst things that have ever happened happened very recently so sometimes i think humans we can get very carried away thinking of ourselves as like oh so advanced we've got mobile phones we've got the internet we can travel into space we're going to put a man on mars but we have to remember that that these kind of things it's a stain on on humans human history what we did as humans in that time and continue to do on smaller scales all around the world at the moment you know we're far from perfect and um maybe maybe they're just waiting you know out of interest to see to see what happens and it seems like like I said, if they were going to step in, surely during that time of the thirties and forties, that would have been the time to step in and stop ourselves, stop stop us from destroying ourselves. Or maybe they did step in, but I guess that's that's another that's another story for another day. But also, surely part of the reason that they wouldn't step in is because they would see that what we usually do as a human race, when confronted with something like alien stepping in often doesn't end well new technologies come about and and often things don't turn out too well with the technology there's a there's a period of conflict and upheaval when any new technology comes out and then it eventually settles down when we figure out the pitfalls of that technology and that can be something as which is a huge thing something like the internet or phones or I remember when YouTube first came out, for example, all that was on YouTube when it first came out was, you know, nonsensical videos of cats and things being cute or whatever, and, and also, you know, violent videos of people punching each other. And there was a, in the UK, there was a, a, a craze called happy slapping, where people would literally just walk up to somebody and punch them for no reason, film it and put it on YouTube. So even something as, you know, insignificant as as youtube which is just a website to you know put your own video clips on became you know horribly abused and was was used for bad things at first and then eventually kind of settled down when people figured out how to use it without doing um harm to each other but anyway the point is maybe that's the reason that they didn't step in during that time and and haven't stepped in I think I think the most likely reason they're here is they're observing us and they're waiting to see how our development unfolds. But it is still possible that the, the, the gods of ancient religions were actually extraterrestrials and they have possibly even started humans off by splicing their genetics into apes, leaving knowledge in the form of religious teachings or perhaps the the actual knowledge that's there in the religious teachings possibly could be the knowledge that they left humans with and then humans attempted to write the knowledge down as best they could and then they left and allowed us to crack on and evolve however we wanted and like I mentioned earlier the disaster was due to hit the planet and they left but perhaps left some people here because they didn't want to leave or because they thought maybe we'll leave a few people there you know to, to try and keep the, the planet going 
and then the survivors could have possibly rebuilt Earth over the last ten thousand years, and will they come back? Well, I suppose we'll we'll see eventually. But if if that that theory actually is right, that's a fascinating thought that there's actually a race right now of humans out there somewhere living with the gods in inverted commas on whatever sanctuary planet that they managed to get to. So to kind of finish off with this then the um another thing I've, i was thinking about with this is the the actual ramifications for humans what is this going to actually mean for the human race if if it turns out that it that it really is an extraterrestrial race or some kind of life and we couldn't even imagine 500 years ago being able to travel from london to new york in a few hours when i was a kid we couldn't even imagine mobile phones, MP3s, the internet, the FaceTime on your mobile phone. It was literally something that you'd see in Star Trek. And only a few years ago, we couldn't even imagine reusable rockets that Elon Musk has obviously created with SpaceX, where you can literally launch something up into space and then have that same rocket come back down and land again and then use the same rocket the next day. You know, absolutely amazing technology that, that we would have had no idea that that could be a reality. And as them huge advances come along, we have to change the way that we actually live our lives. We have no idea what such a huge shift would cause if it turned out that there was actually extraterrestrials flying, flying around over our heads. And maybe this is why the reveal hasn't happened. Maybe they're gradually introducing it to humans for a reason. There could be things that could completely change every aspect of our lives in the same way mobile phones or the internet did, but on a, a way greater scale. Uh, teleportation, light speed travel, communication without talking, like Neuralink type of technology, would be drastic and this could this could actually those things that i just mentioned could be nothing compared to what they may actually have maybe they're just leaving us to live in some kind of ignorance is bliss scenario because they see that the technologies that they have come with a weight of responsibility maybe there are things that we enjoy in our life that that are simple pleasures that you can't enjoy once you have certain knowledge of what the universe is is really about who knows? But I do want to be optimistic about the way humans would react to them, but I have to also try and be realistic, and I think it might not be good. I mean, the, the story of Jesus Christ could be a true story of... I'm not saying that this is the case, by the way, but just for a second, think of it, that if that was the true story of an alien being which has been obviously theorised by people in the past. An alien being who was, was came down to the planet for whatever reason, whether it was an accident or whether it was on purpose, but that being was then misunderstood and eventually killed by the people. Humans do have a tendency to root out people who are not fitting in with the popular thinking of the tribe, and the Jesus story could actually be about an alien, or it could be thought of as a metaphor for what might happen if someone completely from the outside came down i mean the point of the story of jesus christ is that is the son of god so it literally 
the Son of God came down to earth without any of the bias of having grown up on the planet, being taught things as a child, just a pure, clean slate, a blank canvas. And then the the things that that person, that whether it's an alien being or the actual Son of God, or it depends how, how you look at it, I suppose, the things that that mindset that you would have the things that you would learn about humans and you would be able to see things a lot differently to what most people with the conditioning have been brought up in society, etc. You know, you would notice things, wouldn't you? It's a different way to look at life. If you think of it from the point of view of aliens coming down to the planet, I mean, there's been times, like, for example, in the 19, 1930s, if somebody was gay it was just seen as completely acceptable by most of society, not all obviously, but most most of society saw that as just like, not a problem, uh, we'll just cast them out of society, we'll castrate them to make sure they don't have children and they'll be shunned. Now obviously now that's not seen as the same thing. And I think if you came down from an alien race and you saw, or an alien race, if you were just completely unbiased to the what you'd been brought up with in a society, you, you, I, I, I like to think anyway that you, that you would think that that's just wrong to, to shun somebody just because they decide that they want to be a certain way. But these are the things that we have as a, as a society when you grow up in, you know, in a, with a certain set of rules and, and morals. Sometimes we can go down paths as a society that, that if you had a completely open-minded view you would you would think that it was wrong and i think that's an analogy with with jesus christ that he, he came down supposedly according to the, the stories and was was able to completely just see everything on an even keel but the, the point there is that that wasn't really accepted by people to the point where he was actually driven out and killed now if you think about that's the way that people reacted to Jesus Christ, who was supposedly the son of God, if aliens came down, I don't think they'd get much better of a of a welcome, unfortunately. And you've got to think about what how society would actually handle it. I mean, again, if you look at COVID and you look at the things that have happened over the last couple of years, you know, think everything now becomes such a massive issue, a bipartisan issue where people are completely divided. I mean, in the UK, we, we've had Brexit and Brexit and Remain were just completely at logheads with each other, especially with social media and everything. And then you've got COVID hit and then there's the whole debates about wearing masks and then there's the debates about whether or not you should get the vaccine. And people are so divided about any issue that comes along. I don't think it'd be any different with, with extraterrestrials. I think some people would want to embrace the fact that these other beings exist. Some people would be dead against them and try and want to, to kill them. And it's a strange thought, isn't it? That, that I, I think when I was younger, I used to think of, of UFOs as being something that would just happen and everybody would react to it in the same way. But actually, if you think about the way that any topic has been over the last few years, that's not been the case. And I think it'd be no different. 
with extraterrestrials if it if it ever does get to that stage in our lifetime where it is accepted that there are extraterrestrials out there and that's what these objects actually are I think unfortunately much as I'd like to think we'd all just you know unite as a human race and everything would be hunky-dory unfortunately the realities of these things go to show that that's not often that's always not always the case but we'll see I mean that could be another reason why extraterrestrials have not shown themselves to us because they know it would be bad for us I mean with their technology it's probably not going to be bad for them like it's not really going to be like Jesus where he was you know cast out and then they killed him because I don't think we'd be able to kill them but they could affect us in ways that we can't even imagine and like I said we only have to think about the way the internet has polarised people or not really the internet but people have polarised people by using the internet it's another example of a new technology that can really divide people you'd think it'd bring everybody together but it's not always the case and the extremes of thought over the last years have been a runaway train and if the internet is bad the way that people use the internet is bad imagine something a hundred times more advanced than the internet or a thousand times or an amount of times more advanced that we can't comprehend it could be the end of our civilization or they extraterrestrials could actually see that we're on the path to destruction and they're, they're willing to intervene to sort this out they could see that we have this pattern of new technologies um, tend to divide us and there tends to be a, a real tough time with any new technology until we eventually figure out how to use it in a way that, that we don't kill ourselves it's a, it's a difficult one to, to wrap your head round but maybe they see that and they're willing to intervene to actually help us out of that that pattern that we're in or it could be that we're just not capable of thinking about the true scale of of, of the universe and anything to do with the, the realities that they understand about the universe our senses are only capable of hearing certain frequencies um, our eyes are only capable of seeing certain certain light certain spectrums of light dogs can hear more than humans for example dogs have a higher range of hearing than humans which is why dog whistles are not really you can't really hear them as, as a human but dogs it's quite painful for their ears our eyes only pick up the certain types of light and maybe extraterrestrials can perceive the the universe in ways that that we can't grasp and maybe it's actually impossible for extraterrestrials to actually communicate with us maybe maybe it's not but if they do communicate with us it could be really bad for us in some way but i would like to think i'm st i'd still try and hold on to a bit of optimism that that it could bring humans together and I'd like to finish this on that bit more of an optimistic note. That even if these things don't contact us, perhaps it could bring us together. If, if we just accept as a society that these things are there and it is very strong evidence that there is other life, intelligent life out there, 
and they don't contact us, maybe it could still bring us together as a human race. But I suppose only time will tell. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Like I say, a bit of a different one there today. A bit of a bit of a letting the imagination run wild there. There's absolutely no hard facts at all behind any of the things I'm thinking about. It's pure imagination. But you know what? Some of the things that I was talking about earlier on with technology was just a figment of somebody's imagination only 50 years ago. Star Trek, when they used to have the little thing that popped up and you'd see somebody's face and you could talk to them, that's no different to FaceTime, is it? So there's a lot of power in the human imagination, even though you have to have scientific facts to be able to investigate things that you do imagine. We should also try and remember that the human imagination is capable of predicting the future in some ways. You just have to imagine something and then figure out how to make that into reality. So it could, you know, imagining different scenarios for these things could actually be quite, quite important. And that's essentially what, what, what we've done it all throughout the years as humans, isn't it? You imagine something and then you, you find out actually if that thing could be real. So yeah, let's keep imagining people. Catch you in the next episode. UFO Podcast.